Rangers to 516. We will stand on this, and afterwards, CH will bring the invocation. <coughs> Stand, please. Through the long, dark night Out on the angry sea 
forget his eyes were watching me. The anchor holds, though the ship's been battered. The anchor holds, though the sails are torn. I have As I face the raging sea, the anchor holds in spite of the storm. I've had visions and I. The sails are torn. I have fallen on my knees as I face the 
Today's a great day to have a great day. We all have so much to offer. Helbert, your voice has been sorely missed. And today is the last sacrament service that Alex will be here with us before he moves. He'll be sorely missed. Each of you have so much to offer. There's so many that COVID has scared away. So many that are afraid to come. Some that aren't here because they've had COVID just very recently. But you're the anchor and it still holds. And we as hopeful Latter-day Saints, we as everyone else are made from the elements or the dust of the earth. For the creator that made the earth, he made the church. And we fit the doctrine of the church. It's just as natural as wind and rain. And long ago in the book of Nephi, it says, For the time cometh, saith the Lamb of God, that I will work a great and marvelous work among men. It makes you think, well, that's something detached and long ways off. The time cometh, saith the Lamb of God, that I will work a great and marvelous work among men. And set my hand again the second time to restore my people. You are the anchor. You are among and of that marvelous work and wonder that was to come forth. But that song <clears throat> was uh, perfectly timed because the last couple of weeks, uh, Kay and I were on a on a cruise, and uh, every port that we would pull into, or even in the uh, little inlet we would pull into, there would be small boats anchored, facing into the current or the wind, and their anchors held. And I thought that's. That's like a church group with members. Their anchors are holding. I didn't see any boat drifting away over into the shore. They must have been experienced sailors because they knew what to do. And that's the same as our lives. We know what to do. We know our anchor. I want to start this morning with reading 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at 23. And it's nothing new, but it's important to remember why we are here this morning. Not just what we're doing here, but our responsibilities this morning also. This print has really gotten small. For I have received of the Lord 
that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup. And when, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh condemnation to himself, not, not discerning the Lord's body. Now, on the on the ship, we had really good chefs, <coughs> and they would fix meals that were pleasing to the eye and physically nourishing. <coughs> Sometimes we couldn't even pronounce what was fixed for us and presented for us to eat, and it would come in several different courses. But none of them had the nourishment of this meal that we're about to partake of. <clears throat> because this meal has the eternal consequence consequences. The meaning and I guess the importance of the meals we had on the ship went all the way back to the ingredients. This one goes to Jesus Christ. <coughs> Jesus Christ. He set the menu and it's simple, like the life he lived. But the meaning behind it is so deep. And we do, we receive communion once a month. That's 12 times a year. Multiply that times the times, times the month. You have been a member and able to receive communion. Some of it's, it's, it's a lot of communions. So we should never take for granted it's just another sacrament service. It's just another round of, of bread and juice. It should always be special for us. <clears throat> I want you to think of the meaning behind it but not just the meaning behind it, our responsibility to have prepared for this. 
we're not renewing our covenant. We're remembering what the sacrifice that Jesus gave for each one of us. That one sacrifice is all that's needed to let us be re reunited with our Heavenly Father if we live by the commandments that he, that he lived by, that he gave us. <clears throat> Think why he did what he did. Well, he left God's side, took on the form of a human body. He became poor that we might be rich. He bore our sins before we were born in his own body upon the cross. He took our place upon Calvary. He shed his own blood for our benefit. He conquered death once and for all. And then he ascended back to his heavenly father to continue his redemptive work. What has his sacrifice done for you and me? It should make a difference in our life, not just that we believe it, but that we live it every day. He came to offer his life for sinners, and that's us. <clears throat> Does this make us feel more humble, more dedicated to serving him? Every time before we partake of the emblems, we need to look at our life and say, how is our relationship with Jesus Christ? Are we doing what he says? Are we living the life like he lived, that others might see Jesus in our life? Or are we living our, our own wants and desires? It's a time for us to take stock in our own lives. <clears throat> it's a way to publicly show that we accept his death and resurrection in our life, and we're not ashamed of it. If we're given a chance to explain why we follow Jesus to somebody, it just shows that they're looking for answers. They see a need in their life. Maybe they see something in our life that they want and that our life should make them want to become closer to Jesus. That's why we preach the gospel, to expose Jesus and his commandments and his way of life to others that have not heard. This is a time that many churches are getting away from sound doctrine 
and they're doing it to attract larger crowds. Isn't it nice to be in a church that we want to attract people, but we want it, them to come because of sound, <clears throat> sound doctrine and not just because it's been watered down. It's great worshiping with people that cling so tightly to the truth <clears throat> without changing. We have to remember that Jesus will return. And he will return to a redeemed people. He's coming for us. We have to be ready. Have you ever thought and imagined what it would be like if all of a sudden you knew Jesus had returned? Three or four months ago, I had a dream that I was in a, like a busy street. Lots of people around. And all of a sudden, they started running. And I had no idea why until either I heard Jesus return or somebody said it. And my reaction was to pull uh, my hoodie up over my head and bow down fearful and I woke up instantly and I thought okay I'm not ready I'm thankful that I have more time to get ready but it was the closest thing I think I will feel those emotions and I think it was given to me to you better prepare because the time could be soon. What I read too was a admonition to prepare yourself before we partake of the emblems. Do we have problems, hate in our life? Do we have undisclosed sins that we need to get rid of? I think we will always have those things that need to be changed. But we can't take the warning lightly to be prepared to receive the emblems and come with a contrite and broken heart, contrite spirit and a broken heart, knowing of the changes that we need to make in our life. Paul's warning was serious because he he said, some of your members are sick, and they come unworthily, and that tramples on the sacrifice that Jesus made if we don't make the effort to be prepared. Every one of us, I'm sure, remember our mothers saying, wash up, it's supper time. Well, she knew. My hands would be dirty. And that's the advantage and the blessing of repentance. All of our lives 
to some degree, are dirty. And we need to wash up through repentance before this meal. Are we in the right condition this morning? Have we made the proper preparation? Is our life pleasing to the Lord? Are there hidden things in our life that need to be purified? Is there a problem between you and another? These are things that we need to take care of before we eat this meal. And I trust that since we all know those things to do, that we've all made preparation and are ready to receive this meal. <clears throat> have a hymn of preparation. Let's call it a hymn of our last opportunity for wash-up before this meal. It's hymn 212, and after we sing this, there will be two men come forward and uncover the emblems. 212.
As the prayer of blessing over the bread is read by High Priest Steve Van Meter, may we kneel, please. O God, the Eternal Father, we ask thee in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this bread to the souls of all those who partake of it, that they may eat in remembrance of the body of thy Son, and witness unto thee, O God, the Eternal Father, that they are willing to take upon them the name of thy Son, and always remember him, and keep his commandments which he has given them, that they may always have his Spirit to be with them. Amen. As the prayer of blessing is read over the wine, may we kneel. 
eternal Father. We ask thee in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this wine to the souls of all those who drink of it, that they may do it in remembrance of the blood of thy Son, which was shed for them, that they may witness unto thee, O God, the <coughs> eternal Father, that they do always remember him, that they may have his Spirit to be with them. Amen.
Sorry, Father, about gathering prayer. Our most kind and loving Heavenly Father, it is again with great joy in our hearts that we approach your throne of grace this morning after having shared in this <laughs> sacred meal in remembrance of thy Son and his infinite love for us. Father, I would uphold this congregation here and place them in your hands and pray that you would bless and protect them from the wiles of this adversary and that they might be preserved both spiritually and temporally for the work that lies ahead. Be with all those who are elderly or ill or shut in and give them that blessing and healing they need at this time. Continue to be with thy priests and strengthen them and prepare them for the endowments which lies ahead for them. Be with my brother Steve as he continues to lead this flock and speak to him in his heart and his mind those things that this branch must do to grow spiritually and numerically. Be with my brother Rogers as he continues his missionary endeavors and help him come into contact with those souls who seek you and your gospel out. Be with us all as we prepare for your great work in the days ahead and help us to find in you our all, our joy, our strength, our song. Be with us always, Father, and may we share in communion with you in the flesh very soon when you return to the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. You have knelt physically and you have knelt spiritually. A question was asked of Prophet Larson a number of years ago. And he was asked, is the Lord pleased with the remnant church? And his answer was, yes, I think he is. I think that the Lord is pleased with you. Your anchor, your anchor holds. May we turn to 346, and then Albert will bring our benediction. And Albert, you can do it from there, or you can come up here. 346.
gracious God, our, our Father, the Holy One of Israel. Lord, as we stand before you at this time of benediction over this service, we thank you with grateful hearts for the bread provisions that you have made for each of us, Father, that things that we have left undone or the things we have willingly done that uh, we should not have done. We can be forgiven this day from uh, remembering our covenant that uh, we made with you in the waters of baptism and we can do so in a, a broken heart and a contract spirit. Father, we thank you for the love you have upon your children. Brother Alex, and Father, as you uh, have called him to come together. 
transferred 